you know so when we have to go and fight and trace money and we do all the time we have brokers are 60 days out 70 days out we have to stay on the phone and and uh you know fight with them to get our money um it it makes it hard sometimes cash flow you know sometimes gets a little close closer than you want to um but they don't care how do we pay you you guys pay <laughs> look you guys are we you pay within within seven days you know you guys are awesome you guys have even we had some bills get lost or something you guys paid me before i even got you the bills so Man. i mean it's just because we have such i mean we do over two million dollars a year oh, with you guys. i know i know and that's why i called you because even though i was i was i didn't deal with you on a personal level uh when luke was broker and he was broker in my freight even though i wasn't communicating with you i knew who you were you know i know we've 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 got a good thing going and we're not going to ruin it right Right. What you guys do for me, I have a responsibility too, of course, to keep you guys take care of your customers, and they, you guys know that. You know, I got a driver. I hate to say this, but it's just, this is something that we have to deal with every day. I got a driver in Kentucky got pulled over for DOT check this morning, and he had a he had a ticket in 2013. He's driving for another company. I don't know what it was. Anyways, they arrested him, so he's in jail now. So there's my truck sitting there at the truck stop with produce on it. We call the belly mount, give a credit card bill. Oh, we you'll have to come and give us cash. Well, it's a Paducah, Kentucky, and I'm in Lakeland, Florida. So we, you know, getting cash ain't going to be up there anytime soon. So we called a bail bondsman, but guess what? Kentucky don't have bail bondsmen. They made them illegal like five years ago. So we're in a position trying to figure out how to get this guy out of jail so i can get my produce delivered and you know it either here the guy should have paid his bill but still the fact is we had no way he's not on our when we do our check we check our drivers and we do it every week we are we got reports where our drivers may have something on them and stuff and there's nothing on that says anything about this ticket so i finally found a friend who has a friend in paducah so we think we're going to give them a free check there he's going to get him out after four o'clock today that's the game plan but that's just something we have to deal with every day silly stuff like that well i think it's you know unfortunately it's always been a part of the industry yeah i'm not arguing nice it ain't new but it is part of it no it is and you know everything's just getting harder more expensive and harder and the yep. the, the reward has to be there too and and frustration on my side you know the fuel's up everybody knows the fuel up but the rates are going down i have my reasoning why i think it is I, you may be different but i think the market's flooded with uh trucking companies right now and independents i mean i i don't want any ill will to them but you know last year everybody was making money hand over foot so everybody decided to be a trucking company but they then there are people they come work out of big companies to start their own stuff, you know. So I don't know if it added or want, but we got to do something. Yeah, I, well, I think that there's a, there's I think there's some new capacity or new new uh, companies, but from what we're seeing, the majority of the people in the industry that are newer uh, left larger companies. Uh, so so we don't have more drivers. Yeah, it's like they didn't vaporize out of space, and now you know right. they're all. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, more people there is more competition for the value, 
you know, if you have five people try to get one load, you know, chances are it's going to be cheaper. Yeah, there's virtually no spot market now, though. Uh, no. And that's not because of a whole bunch of influx of equipment or drivers. I think the economy has uh, slowed down at a much more rapid rate than anybody anticipated. What that means to us is uh, that, that there is no real spot market, per se, of any volume. And when there is, capacity is loose enough to swallow it up at low rates. Even with the high fuel, I think fuel and line haul are two different parts of the equation. I think the line haul is more indicative of supply and demand. Fuel is more indicative of the economic state of the country. Why do you feel the supply and demand are, are less now than they were a year ago? Oh, I think the, the economy is, is going, you know, everything we've shown shows shipping volumes down, uh, consumer confidence is down. I think for two years we had an um, artificial market. We had an artificial market that was supported by us, uh, the government dumping $5 trillion a year into the economy, uh, creating an artificial market. So uh, when that stops, which it has, uh, and the economist on the, that I had on a few months ago, um, or say a month ago, Dan North, uh, stated that uh, you know that was the right thing to do when COVID hit and the pandemic, but they did it for three to five quarters too long, which is digging us an even deeper hole. Right. So I think for you and I, what that means to us is customers were ordering and buyers were ordering Everything they can get their hands on because they weren't able to get stuff. They weren't able to get products to sell or for, yeah. their, for their customers. And they were previous to that on a just-in-time business model. And as, as it got more difficult and it didn't get better after the first of the year, they bought everything they could for current sales options and, and, and planning for a banner future sales options. And the market tanked on them. Well, you know, with inventory levels no longer at just in time, at just in case, and they're trying to. You're seeing a lot of the the big companies and and small companies alike, but a lot of the big retailers are liquidating, getting as light as they can for third and fourth quarter. So they're taking losses uh, now. The targets of the world and a lot of the companies are taking losses to get the inventory moved because it's only going to get worse the longer they wait. Um. We're, we're seeing a, a, a major shift in volume across the board with all of our customers. Almost all of them are down in volume. How long do you think this is going to last? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Um, how high are interest rates going to go? So there, there are two things from, from Dan North stated that he watches from, a, from an economic perspective. Um, if you go back through and you watch any of the previous podcasts, um, he said uh, consumer confidence in spending is half of the equation. And the other half of the equation is government's policy from a financial perspective. When both of those are down, the economy is going to continue to go down into a, and you know, when that happens and we hit, then we have the, the ability of going negative into recession. So they're saying our overall economic uh, perspective here in this country, GDP is an average of 2%, give or take, over the past 50 years or whatever. 
It always averages out at about 2% the average. Well, last year we had over six. This year is going to end up positive of, of norm just because the first quarter as it was coming off and then the second quarter as it was coming down was going to. So uh, Dan said he would expect, and he, he goes out as far as 18 months. So he said he would expect things to, to trend back to the norm. And uh, Mr. Costello said the same thing. Still positive, the uh, economist for the ATA, but I, th I think that's probably a month or two premature of, of what everybody's saying, but it's still gonna go on the books m year over year as a above 2% year. It might end up in the fours because every time I hear about it, they're lowering the number. So uh, I think we're going to have uh, tw 12 months, maybe 18 before we really get to a, a really good spot because Dan stated that it takes three to five quarters for anything that the, the government does to impact us across the board. Right. So if they change policy, it's three to five quarters before we really feel it. And if consumer uh, spending or consumer uh, confidence in the economy changes, it's three to five quarters before we really start to feel that positive. Okay, so that is on the economy side of it. Fuel is our biggest problem right now. When do they think the fuel, what, you're talking about 12 to 18 months before the fuel drops back down to a operating rate? I don't think they're they ain't attached, are they? No. What I think the, the, the issue with fuel is very simple. It's a refining scenario. Uh, it's an equation based on refining volume. Uh, the number of refineries there are now are, are less in the North America than there were or the United States than there were 10 years ago. 20 years ago, five years ago. So, and it's not just here. That's the, the diesel fuel uh, shortage is not just here. And, you know, that's a global market. Everywhere in the country or everywhere in the world, all the, diff all the different countries are all fighting the same problem on diesel fuel. It's actually worse in Europe because a large percentage of their cars are diesel in Europe. On top of the commerce equipment. Yeah. So they're they're in even a more difficult position than we are, but there's there's other things to it. It costs more money and you get less out of a barrel of oil to make uh, a gallon of diesel than you do a gallon of gasoline. That's sure. about eleven percent more. Right. So understanding that um, however I do believe government policy plays a role, a major role. Um, I think this is an overall issue. Couple that with uh, the drilling companies used to be incentivizing drilling new wells, and now they're, they're, the oil companies are uh, incentivizing uh, profit. Right. And, and not drilling more. So you've got two things there. We're not drilling more wells than we used to. And we also can't refine more. Even if it, we had it, we can't refine more than we have in the country. You think we put another refinery, build a couple of refineries and, uh, you know, this is just a whole different world here. I mean, open up the pipelines and build another refinery or two or three in yep. strategic areas. And, yep. and then let's get it going. I, you know, 
here's the thing, that's a global thing, so uh, then they'll want to sell our oil offshore. And we'll pay the global market price, right? Yeah. So back to your answer to your question. I don't know how long it's going to be, but we're watching it like a hawk too, and it is your largest expense. Right. Like I said, it's basically doubled. Yep. And there's nothing on the freight side. If 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 even if the economy the way it is now and what freight's paying right now, if our fuel would drop back down to a common sense let my common sense maybe you're not right, to a normal level, mm-hmm. we would be fine. The rates right now, if we use that fuel, the rates would be actually good. I think we're, you know, we got to make it through the tough spell coming. Which yeah. We will. We're always, we're consistent people. We're smart. But um, you stay in touch. I appreciate you coming on so much. Uh, definitely look forward to having you on again in the future. We'll get future updates from you, Billy, if that's okay. You can call me anytime. All right. Thanks for being on Stay in Your Lane with Triple T Transport. Hopefully I give you some information or helped you out. Uh, absolutely. This is this is what we're looking for. Hi, right, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, thank you.